Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Brainwaves. Hear the world differently. Tune in to 3CR Community Radio Wednesdays at 5pm for Brainwaves, Melbourne's drive-time radio show. Giving voice to people with mental illness. One in five have a mental illness, but five in five can enjoy this great program featuring heartwarming stories, great information and some laughs as well. Find us at 3CR. 855 on your AM dial. Sponsored by Mental Illness Fellowship of Victoria. Welcome, you're listening to 3CR 855 AM. My name's Rose and this is Brainwaves. Today we're talking about a highly misunderstood condition. ADD, according to Drs Craig Sermon and Tim Bilkey, can be characterised by a helpful acronym, FAST Martins. Some common symptoms for ADHD sufferers include forgetfulness, achieving below potential, feeling stuck in a rut, time-challenged, motivationally-challenged, impulsive behaviour, novelty-seeking behaviour, being distractible or scattered. The diagnosis of ADHD has been identified and acknowledged in children for decades, but in the last 14 years, scientists have acknowledged that the condition continues into adulthood for more than half of the children who have it. Many clinicians do not understand the condition or are not comfortable treating it, and often it takes longer than a typical 15-minute GP session to understand how an individual's patterns of behaviour are interrupting their daily living. Today, we hear from three young men for whom ADHD has been a part of their adult life. We hear about how, because of their condition, they have had to struggle with treatment, education, stigma, and in their relationships. Hours would go past, and I haven't eaten, haven't gotten changed, like zoned out completely. Um, And it was affecting my relationships, it was affecting my self-esteem because I was getting nothing done in my own personal life, and isn't a good feeling. With me, it was the opposite, you know, what the doctors told me of, oh, you'll grow out of it. It was more I grew into it, yeah. got bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, my name's James Bacall. I'm 25 and I'm working in biopharmaceutical company. Uh, my name is James Colby. I'm a student and uh, I work in a number of different fields. Uh, my main area of interest um, sustainability. I'm also a musician um, and a writer. I'm in Carl Flynn and I'm a hypnotherapist. I mainly deal with helping people quit smoking. To start with, an uh, ex-partner of mine actually brought it up and he's worked in disability and he's worked. He's had many friends that have had ADHD and he just spotted it within the first few weeks of actually meeting. It's like, you should probably do something about it. I remember um, very early on in my education, um, during primary school, my parents taking me to a child psychologist Um, because I was struggling to maintain focus in class. I think my teachers were complaining that I had poor handwriting, I couldn't finish assignments, I had struggled to um, integrate with other kids on like an academic level. I was diagnosed when I was five, so I was more told about it, and I think it's difficult to say. I think I probably was about ten when I actually knew what it was. I kind of dismissed it. I didn't quite think that much of it. And then I started reading about it, and the more I read about it, the more it just made more and more sense. And then it got to a point of just... I've seen his friend that does have ADHD, yeah. and I thought, 
no, I don't think I'm like that. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I just thought, I'm fine. This is just me. And I think, like, I just felt like everyone's different. Mm. And I thought, this is just who I am. The more I looked into it, the more I realised I was actually quite blind to how bad I was. Um, I didn't... I mean, it's so long ago now. I think I took it to heart um, early on. I... I remember identifying from a very early age that yes this is my thing this is this is who I am and this is the the thing that I have to deal with for the rest of my life um it kind of changed like early on I I really pushed back against the idea of being like a special kid um refusing to take medication even towards the end like flushing my meds down the toilet because I just was sick of you know being considered by my parents or by my teachers to be some special case that needed special attention. I just wanted to be a normal kid, and so I would just do what normal kids would do, which is not take medication in the morning. Um, all throughout my high school, I, I felt so conflicted because I felt that I was a smart person, but I kept getting very hot and cold results, and I found that quite difficult to live with because I was thinking, I'm a smart person, but I'm getting really, really bad results. What's going on? Am I just dumb? Is that, is that what's going on? Like, like I'd get quite negative comments from the teachers and then just then just losing effort with me and then pretty much giving up in many respects. But um I do think I came out of it with dignity in that sense that I didn't let it affect me the way it could have. Like I can imagine some people if they kept getting negative results, then they would have just gone, okay, maybe maybe schooling isn't for me. Maybe I should just leave it here. Maybe I should do a trade or maybe I should do something else in my life. So the thing with ADHD is you have issues with dopamine in your brain and so instead you run off adrenaline. Dopamine is more for concentration. Adrenaline is more fight or flight. So I could only ever really concentrate on something at the very last minute. That was a massive thing. And then I got for university, got into La Trobe Uni, and I think as I went on, it became much clearer. Like, that was when it really sort of struck me and whatnot, especially because I was unmedicated for quite some time. Um, I still remember, though, I went back on meds, and in the first one of my tutorials, gender studies... um, the lecturer who fought was actually one of my favourites. This is really fortunate because she said, you know, okay, we can all, you know, we'll have a break now. I got up and I fainted. And she went to me and said, are you all right? I said, I don't know why. I'm feeling really faint. And she said, well, what have you eaten today? I went, ooh, I haven't actually eaten. I never really thought about how it affected me. But looking back, I think it was much, it would have been, better if I would have been diagnosed earlier because then I could have learnt to deal with this in a better way. Like I think therapy early on would have been, or cognitive behaviour therapy would be quite effective when I was younger. After being on the medication it was just like, it was like like life started again. I just observe how I am and contrast to when I'm not medicated and then from that I would plan routines around certain things like I was quite bad at driving in the sense that I don't like red lights and I've lost my license for six months because of three red lights and I've actually really put it into perspective and after losing your license you really have to think about how serious that is yeah so I've just planned lots of um 
planned around my behaviours and like analysed why I do certain things and how to avoid them. That is one of the symptoms is over or underestimating how much time activities will take. After school, I just sort of um, paid it very little mind. I was like, okay, I'm an adult now. You outgrow this. Like kids have this ADD thing, but then they outgrow it once they reach a certain age. So clearly I must have done that by now and whatever else is left that's going on with me, whatever other problems there are, are just personality problems that I need to work out on my own. Probably a lot of people who receive a diagnosis for a mental illness or a disorder, they probably struggle with that too. Like how much of you is your personality and your quirks and flaws and then how much of it is this illness or this disorder. Only very recently, since having a, a professional tell me that this is still a part of my life and it's still a part of um, the way my brain runs. Uh, have I started to reconcile that diagnosis with my personality as a whole? I kind of got a bit bored of the routine of getting really excited about this new thing, this new career path or this new project and telling all my friends about it and spending spending weeks getting really, really you know, hyped up and excited and thinking of all the things that it could be and all the things that it could bring. And then telling all my friends about it and they sort of like roll their eyes because they've seen it before because in three months' time I'll be on something completely different. Yeah, and that's the overarching problem with ADHD is lack of understanding and um, compassion for the symptoms because they are also things that people associate with uh, a negative personality or just like a disinterested unengaged unconscientious friend yeah or a bad student yeah like a flaky person or a a bad friend um yeah totally and it's not that you're being selfish um when you do get distracted or you don't remember something um it's just that you don't have the hardware that would be protective of those things Welcome back to Brainwaves. We just heard Lovers in the Park by Solange. Solange Knowles has recently admitted that she has ADHD. The younger sister of Beyonce Knowles said, I was diagnosed with ADD twice. I didn't believe the first doctor who told me and I had a whole theory that ADD was just something that they invented to make you pay for medicine. But then the second doctor told me I had it. Solange also talked about some of the ways the symptoms of ADHD have impacted her life. People think I'm high even when I'm sober, she said. I would forget important details from conversations that I'd had with friends relating to their siblings or relating to what my friends were doing for study or where they'd been travelling to recently or where they were travelling to in the next few months. These are things that are pretty easy to remember because they're pretty important to your friends' lives. And they would get really angry at me and say, like, why are you so forgetful or why do you... like?" Um, they would see it as, as me not being interested or me being not compassionate to... to their lives and it's just not the case I just yeah struggle one to remain focused in those conversations and two to remember that information in the long term I've begun to manage it much easier now and I'm able now to be a more attentive person a more organized person and a better friend as a result the the partner that I was with that made the connection even though I was medicated we still had pretty big issues as a result of it Mm. Um, like I can't be medicated throughout the entire day and if you can't give your full attention 
your partner can sometimes assume that they're not paying, they're not interested and that they don't care as much. Yeah. And it can be quite difficult being in a relationship with someone that is a, does have ADHD. I think most personal relationships I've had have definitely benefited from disclosing yeah. because um, once they understand where I'm coming from, they remove some some um, of their expectations, like an expectation that a partner won't look at their phone while they're talking to you at the same time, etc. Sure. And um, it just makes understanding the person a little bit better. Like a lot of the people like the energy I give off in the sense that I can be very energetic and people enjoy that. But um, yeah, I th- from personal experience, all friends and partners that I've been with, I've only got positive positive feedback from that. I think there's a big stigma towards it in the sense that people would assume that it doesn't really exist and they don't quite understand the crux of it. Like, it's not just unruly kids being unruly. It's more of your brain is just starved of stimulation and it's that's how you stay normal in senses. You maintain that baseline stimula- stimulation level. So for someone... They can just sit in a chair, look straight, even for a few minutes, just think about something. But for a person with ADHD, they might need much more stimulation than that. It might feel like they've been sitting there for 10 years, even though it's only mm. just been a day, like, yeah. uh, you know, a few minutes. I often describe ADHD more as chronic boredom. <laughs> it's, it's funny because there's not, there's, in, of all the studies of emotions in psychology, there's been there's been very little research into actual boredom, mm. and I think with ADHD, it's more that your, I guess your tolerance to being bored is much lower, mm. and so you'd sort of walk off like it's like a like in well, for example, in sleep, sleep's generally a low stimulation environment. You're supposed to go to bed. Mm. What my mind does alarms, sirens. I imagine these sounds and get loud and it's like it's very, very spontaneous. So it's like some nights be worse than others. So most nights are okay, but when they're bad it's pretty bad. Like they'd be like um, parts of a song would be repeating, just getting louder and louder. Wow. And then there's sirens and there's dogs barking and there's just all going on my head. And it's just all because I know that I'm bored. A trick I've been doing to fall asleep is just to exhaust myself mm. so I've always had a ridiculous amount of jobs like I've had um, during my diploma before I got diagnosed I had three jobs and I'd go to the gym and then I was studying at the same time and that was great for my sleep like I was probably running myself ragged but um, my sleep was probably really good that year. Hyperfocus is a word that describes um, a kind of um, manic obsession or um like a, a a period of like hyper concentration, literally hyper focus, I suppose, on any task or any subject that manages to grasp someone with uh, typically with ADD or ADHD. Um, you know, like you, it's a new instrument. It's a subject that you're reading about online. It's some creative project or some business idea. It is, and if it relates enough to you personally, if you find it personally interesting, you'll. It's it's like possible to lose entire evenings staying up right well until 
the morning um, just obsessing over this this one project or this one task um, it fe- I mean it feels amazing <laughs> like you, like it's just this it's almost like what you feel like you should be doing and what you enjoy doing are synchronizing for this short period of time and this creative or this like productive burn is just so powerful and, and you just want to you just want to ride it so like all the way to the end until you finish this thing and you can just have something that you can be accomplished of it's just that it comes at uh inconvenient times let's say like late at night or perhaps if you should be doing something else i often find that the periods when i'm most productive or most creative are when i have something really important that i should be doing inability to focus where that attention comes from and when yeah one thing i remember talking to my psychiatrist about was of all the issues i've had and even when my ADHD has gotten worse i have never had any issues at all when i've been seeing a client in that moment and in the art of sort of i guess seeing this person as the most important thing in the world and showing a genuine interest in their problems all of mine cease to exist so a lot of people i think or i feel that who have add or adhd it's so much of part of their identity especially with a late diagnosis yeah um you know having these these personality quirks or this general hyperactivity or whatever it is you want to call it mm-hmm. throughout their whole life um it's it's as much a part of their identity as anything else and a lot of people sort of say that they wouldn't really give it up that it's just you know a part of their life would you say that there are elements of being like having the brain that you have that you do enjoy or? i definitely see adhd as a curse and a gift there are definitely there are definitely good things to mm. adhd i definitely think that without adhd i think i'd be less able to do the things i want to do i think that it gives me the energy and strive for certain things and i think it really empowers me in some attributes and it makes me uh, i don't know if i could i don't know how much of my personality i could attribute to adhd but i think that my work ethic's very very strong i just enjoy the go 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 constantly rushing i like that i like to take advantage of the hyperactivity in that sense mm. and i think that i find meeting people easier and making friends easier in the sense that i i would i think parts of making friends is the worrying aspects of what if they don't like this or what if they don't like that but with me when i talk there's just no filters yeah, so it's just impulse it just feels it just feels like i um i think i come across more genuine in that sense because i don't hold back i don't really think before i speak and that's refreshing yeah to an extent yeah for many people, I'm sure. Yeah. There, there is often this sense of discrimination. <laughs> there's this idea of the way the brain is supposed to function, yep. and then there's everything that falls outside of mm. it. Um, I like to call this neuronormativity. Mm. So if we see people as, you know, getting treatment mm. for ADHD or for various things, it's not that they're weak. It's more they're, you know, they're wanting to be improved and... That's what we should say, which is an upgrade as opposed to a reject. The medication side of treatment is the biggest stigma that people have against 
a bit like a diagnosis of ADD or ADHD because you get this diagnosis which a lot of people see as not being a real disorder and the treatment at least on the pharmaceutical side of things is stimulants it's amphetamines you're getting legal speed for you know um treatment of something that that most people will see as just i guess like laziness or whatever other stigma you want to attach to it um so it's it's hard to to advocate um when you're talking to people about it but it is a really effective tool for treatment just not on its own that's i think a lot of people perceive it as something where you take these medications like ritalin or dexamphetamine um adderall is another one um and i think a lot of people perceive that as just being like the end of treatment you just take those now and that makes you energized and focused that's not the case um the way i see it is that those medications are designed to bring you up to a level of cognition or a level of attention where you are then able to remain focused enough in your life that you can apply that energy into positive changes in your habits like in your organizational habits um you're able to apply that focus into your conversations or into your relationships with other people well i highly recommend people looking into what adhd is um people have this idea that it's just being hyperactive but after a while the hyperactive can just the hyperactivity can just disappear and it just turns to inner restlessness and once it's at that stage you can live your entire life without diagnosis and i think i think that's quite horrible living day to day being told you're all these negative things when you're just very much not in control of those things so i'd highly recommend people to look into what adhd is the several kinds and also maybe do an online quiz because that's that's like the that was the first step for me just to get the screening underway see if it's how realistic it is mm. and from there see gps if it's yeah. progressing and then maybe psychiatrist and once you're diagnosed then you can see your world and complete a different view like you can make sense of childhood your relationships your flaws and you can work on your weaknesses to make them strengths and i think there are definitely strengths with adhd and i think it's definitely something that shouldn't just be ignored or just put up with without some sort of treatment my um advice for a start is if they're not sure self-diagnosis is often quite a risky thing so do get a formal diagnosis preferably by an actual you know a formal psychologist we our 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 public health care system is very good in regards of mental health so you can get referrals for things um shop around a bit psychiatrists look there are some brilliant ones i'm seeing one myself at the moment but they have no real guidelines as to how they diagnose things and you can get someone in a 10 in a 15 minute session who will just <laughs> describe you so it, it if you're in a position to try to see multiple ones but look i do think it's definitely something that's worth getting help help with or trying to improve it on it can 
it, it can get worse if it get it does actually grow. Thank you so much to James Coloppi, James Vacal and Eamon Cole for being involved in today's episode. You've been listening to Brainwaves. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.